Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights Special Tuesday episode, the day before the national. I'm leaving tomorrow. I want to thank my sponsors, not for the trip, but uh, for being sponsors of this podcast. Top Spinini and Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, Comsey.com and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. And actually, I now know that not every sponsor will be there, but most of them will be there. Almost all of them will be there, and I'll enjoy connecting with those. But I've already done an episode about the National and getting ready, but this is a little different in the sense that this is the last-minute preparation I'm doing. I've listened to all these other podcasts, and there's so many of them that have great suggestions. But I've been asked a few other specific questions via Instagram, And I thought, actually, my preparation is different this year. And why would that be? How would that be? And I'm trying to make mostly suggestions that I I really haven't heard on any other podcast or any other YouTube channel. So uh, I'll just go through them pretty quickly because I'm leaving tomorrow. And this is mainly directed at collectors, buyers, not so much table holders or corporates. But first of all, status. What kind of a ticket am I going to have? What kind of ticket are you going to have? Am I a VIP? Am I media? Am I a sponsor? Am I corporate? Am I a dealer? Am I every national attender? Am I just the friend of Mike Burkus or BGS and Beckett founder. Thanks to John Brogy, I don't think I have to worry about that. I have a number of uh, people that have not covered my fees so much, but I, I qualify on a lot of levels. And I really appreciate the national staff of just uh, getting me a badge that allows me to enjoy. I certainly appreciate that thoughtfulness. I'm happy to pay, but I don't really need the VIP goodies. But I like to think I'm a VIP. But on the other hand, I'm all those other things. And I'm just going to enjoy this national, hopefully as much as any of them. Next, what am I bringing from home? I got to bring pills, vitamins. We talked about mouthwash, deodorant, Kleenex. I actually wear glasses at the show sometimes when I'm looking, so I, I need reading glass and wipes to keep them clean. Perhaps antacids if I have a rich meal that I don't really do. Another thing I haven't heard is I bring Band-Aids or like a disposable rubber glove. When I get any cards that are in top loaders, getting them out, if you get a bunch of them, protecting my cuticles, I'll put on a Band-Aid so that my finger isn't dipping in there. I don't bring Beckett magazines or price guide books or almanacs. Obviously, it's just too much weight. I don't have a memorized, but I do know basically what the values are for things. I did bring them back in the day, but now I'm having trouble reading the smaller print anyway, even with my reading glasses. Another thing, I'm bringing a CPAP machine. I'm surely not the only one, but that means when I'm bringing that first time ever, it means I won't be able to bring a bunch of cards back because the CPAP machine supplants the space that would be taken up by basically a shoebox. I'm bringing a screwdriver to remove screw downs and get rid of those and other kind of bulky holders. In fact, that's the reason I rarely buy graded cards, just for the reason of the weight and the bulk. I bring a light sweater or a pullover, and I keep that in my backpack just in case. In the morning, sometimes I'll turn the air conditioning on full blast in anticipation of this huge crowd that's going to bring in a bunch of 98.6 to raise the temperature so they started out low. And I don't really want to be cold. The last minute email I got from the hotel after I had gone hard and I couldn't cancel. I found out the fine print for the hotel and maybe they're all doing this. It makes me rethink whether driving, I'm a thousand miles away from Chicago, so I'm not going to drive. But if I were closer, based on what I heard from the hotel, I really would think because they're not allowing you to store luggage. Not only that, without a car there, I might want to pop in on the grocery store or a 7-Eleven or something like that. Am I going to Uber? Am I going to get Amazon groceries? I'd like to get some fruit and stuff like that. Energy bars I can bring. But you just can't count on the food court to, to provide the healthy alternatives. And I, I'm not going to eat healthy every meal, but I'm going to eat healthy on several meals. So how close is the nearest uh, grocery store? Probably about a mile. Probably a little more than I'd want to walk. And then I thought about, what if I mail some cards back to myself? How close would be the closest uh, postal service? And it's also probably a little over a mile where I could mail myself back some cards if I bought you know, something that would fit in a flat rate uh, box. Just throw it in there. 
How am I preparing for meetings? I'm not trying to be overscheduled. I printed out a list of who the table holders are and I'm circling some names. I want to see, certainly want to meet some new uh, friends, but I, I got some old friends that I see every year that I'm looking forward to. I'm also noting who I want to buy from uh, and who I'm going to do podcasts with. As far as appointments, I am not going to overschedule this year. I am trying to more play it by year this year. I encourage you to do that if you're fully subscribed, fully appointment made as I was 15 or 20 years ago. Take some of the fun out of it. And frankly, there are a lot of the people that I'd want to meet with that are actually busier than I am. So it's presumptuous for me to try to lock them in on an appointment when they're really busy trying to uh, sell. And so I'm going to try to be uh, sensitive to their opportunities. You know, I mentioned this on Sports Card Live the other night that I, I'm favoring individual over big group events, uh, not just p- completely because of COVID, but I'm, I'm more of a smaller group guy anyway. When I do my dinners here, I'm a one table guy. The dinners I'm going to there are not dinners for a hundred. They're dinners for like about 10. And so you can have one conversation and I, that's enjoyable for me. And my choice, I'm doing it that way. You may want to do something different, but again, I'm not overscheduled. The food, I'm going to have some great dinners, not every night, but enough nights that I'll be stuffed. The lunches, I, I basically am probably going to eat pretty unhealthy for lunch because I want to hold it in my hand. I'm probably going to be looking at cards and, and not messing up the cards, but having an energy bar, or hamburger, or something like that so that I can do it. I also found out I don't think the hotel is doing room service. Now there's plenty of restaurants around there. But if you wanted a light meal or a quiet meal, no room service, whether that's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, I, th- I think they're not doing any of it. Uh, very disappointing to find out yesterday. <laughs> uh, how am I allocating my time and how should you allocate your time? I really see three three buckets. One is just wandering around, some quick visits, seeing people, very brief kinds of things. And even if you took five minutes with every table, you'd run out of time. In fact, every one of these three buckets could use up the full four and a half days. The next thing I'm going to look forward to is more substantive meetings. I'm not talking about an hour, more than two minutes to meet with somebody that you haven't seen for a while, catch up or a new friend and not to be too brief, but I can't take all day either. And then the third is obviously not just looking at cards, but buying some cards. I think it's fun to buy cards. I don't like selling. I like buying. I think I've said that, but I could look at cards for four and a half days. Actually, I could, I could look at cards for more than four and a half days, but uh, I'm going to do a blend of those. You notice that did not include standing in any lines. It's not that I'm too old for standing in lines, but Roberto Clemente is not autographing. <laughs> the last guy I stood in line for an autograph was Mickey Mantle, and he's been passed away for more than 25 years. So I, I'm having a no autograph policy. Now that doesn't mean I'm not going to be autographing something. If you come up to me and say, hey, would you autograph this item for me? I'm happy to do that. So I'm just not going to stand in line to get somebody else's. As far as the podcast goes, again, this is particular to me, but it's almost exactly two years ago that I started the podcast. Today, I got a new phone. My old one was becoming unreliable. It was freezing up. And since that's a primary way, not the only way, but a primary way I record my podcast, I just can't wait till the next iPhone. I, I need to do something now. So uh, I do plan to do some podcasting, but most of my podcasts, if you've noticed, if you've tracking the whole industry is that I, I do a lot of reciprocal. I'm on their podcast, they're on mine. And so even with me being 15 minutes, if they take 15 minutes for theirs, then that's 30 minutes. And that's a pretty good break for a dealer behind a table. So I'm going to be sensitive to the fact that some people say, you know, I'd love to do a podcast, but really it'd be better instead of this noisy place where we're busy, it'd be better to do it over Zoom and do it after the show where we talk about it in retrospect. Yeah, I'm certainly not taking anybody back to my hotel room for various reasons, but there's lots of rooms and alcoves around the convention center. I know ComC has a meeting room. There's a VIP lounge. So I'm bringing three different microphone setups, depending on the situation. One is just when it's just me. I have one that's for two that Rich and I use, and then one for a larger group that's omnidirectional. I'll be bringing, you know, 
podcast equipment to be able to, to do that. I'm bringing money, bringing cash, and I'm realizing that even if I bring $1,000, I wouldn't be the person people would want to steal from. There are going to be so many people there with more than $1,000 cash in their pocket. In fact, my rule is I don't want to have so much cash that my wallet looks too big. <laughs> if it can barely fit in my wallet, I think I've got a problem. And I'm not just talking about keeping it in the room safe. I, I just think it's bad to have too much cash on you. I was talking to one friend. He's bringing $50,000 in cash. I don't wish ill on anybody, but I'm not going to be a target if I'm bringing uh, $1,000. There are 10 hundreds that, I, that I'll be doling out. I'm also going to bring a few checks. Most people can't do checks, but I, again, not to joke about it, but I do have some name recognition that people generally will take my check. But less cash this year than other years. I've got a little bit of quantity restriction because, as I said, in, in the flying in and flying out, I may not be able to buy as many cards. I, I may have to think I can't really fit that in my luggage. I was asked about buying a whole dollar box, a monster box, or a whole table. I've done that before. I did that a lot in the 70s. Rob Vera still does that. But he, he's got to stay behind and palletize and arrange the shipping. If I had a car, I could do some of these. But that's in my rearview mirror. I won't be doing that. I'm also not bringing any cards uh, for sale or trade. I've tried that in the past. Probably just not my thing. As far as supplies, I'm not bringing any top loaders. I don't really use top loaders when I, I'm almost exclusively buying standard size or smaller cards. And that's really because that's what goes on my primary wall. I actually have uh, a larger size wall that most people don't see that's back in the back. But if I get things in top loaders, I I'm going to put on the glove and strip them out. And I'm going to sell the, the ones that are like new to, to Com C and the other ones that are not good enough for them. I'm just going to give them to some friendly dealers that I, that I like that I bought cards from. Going up there on the flight, because I'm going on a flight tomorrow, I'm going to bring cards for Com C. I'm an active seller on Com C and I, I was going to send in something. Why send? I just bring it to them. And I'll give it to them. And I'll give them some more cards if I buy cards there. that. I'm, I'm making sure my cellular iPad is loaded up, ready to go. I bring some reading for the plane, at least on the way up there. It's, it's throwaway reading. When I get done with it, I just leave it behind. I'll be listening to podcasts. I don't need to listen to my own. I listen to other people's and really enjoy that. I need to do some research on younger players. I don't need to read up on basketball because I have season tickets and I hit enough basketball to know what's going on. Football, you just need to know who the quarterbacks are practically. And and the sports card inside don't give up on quarterbacks if they're quarterback. And even if they're on the bench right now, you never know. They're ones that could make a move. Offensive linemen, defensive linemen, not so much. Defensive backs, it, it, that's the rare exception. But baseball prospects, I've fallen behind on that because it's it's a lot to think about because some of you got to think a few years out. And frankly, when I'm looking in these dollar boxes, I'm looking for good cards of bad players. Low supply, low demand. If it's a good card of a good player, is either not going to be there or it's going to be gone. And you would think in a dollar box, you, you would just pick up any game used or anything autographed or any rookies or superstars or inserts or parallels or serial number to a reasonably low number. But frankly, I just have to tell you, I bought some of all this. If you buy indiscriminately of those things, there are losers in there. Even low serial number cards are just don't sell. And so when you're going through, you've got to go quickly. And you've got to know that this is an overproduced set or there's just so much out there that even though it looks like a good deal, not a good deal. Difficult to sell. On the flight back home, I'm going to be exhausted. I'm going to be drained emotionally. I hope to be drained of my $1,000. That would be a successful show. If they're 50 cent cards, $1,000 would be 2,000 cards. I can fit that in my luggage, but not more. So if I have more than that, which I might, and I have it sometimes in the past, in the past, the rich has taken back some stuff. Uh, uh, my my friends at BGS have taken back some stuff after all they've taken so much equipment and, and, and stuff back anyway, but that's not optimal. Again, the hotel is not going to allow baggage storage, so I can't bring extra luggage because it's something I've got to be able to negotiate from my hotel when I check out, probably over to the Beckett booth, and those guys... 
it's still my name and I still like those guys. So I think I'll bring it over when I check out on Sunday, I put it behind their curtain. And then when I go to the airport, I'll grab it. So again, I just want to tell you, I was shocked that the hotel will not store your luggage after you check out. I'm not going to lug my luggage around all Sunday afternoon. Again, these are my latest insights. I never check baggage if I can possibly help it on a plane for, I think, obvious reasons. If I'm going to check anything, it'd be clothes, but it wouldn't be cards. And so maybe I could, these medium flat rate boxes barely fit in my carry-on. So I'm bringing a few of those. They're free. If I don't use them, I can leave them behind. But if I do use them, I can throw hundreds of cards in there and get them back for 15 bucks. Thanks, everybody. Have a great time. I will be there tomorrow, and I look forward to seeing you there, and I'll have some more episodes as the week goes by. So have a great time. Really hoping this is the greatest national ever, certainly the greatest hobby ever.